Welcome back to another episode of Uncommon Knowledge with Hope. Hope is me. I am Hope for those of you who are unsure. If you are back for another episode, thank you for tuning in and I appreciate your consistency. If you are new to this show and you have never listened to it, thank you for coming. Please enjoy the show. Grab a seat and just listen up. So, today's episode, I have a few topics that I want to touch on. Um, The first topic that I want to touch on is um, about the whole hashtag not my aerial thing that's going on. For those of you who live under a rock and don't know what's happening, Disney is making a live action version of Disney's The Little Mermaid. And if you have seen The Little Mermaid, you do know that The Little Mermaid is played by a pale red-headed person. Well, not played by, but she she is. Her cartoon character, pale and red-headed, very white. And Disney has in fact casted a African-American girl who happens to not have red hair and who has locks. So, there's a lot of people who are going around being very upset, making racist comments, saying how they are boycotting Disney now because Disney chose to cast a black female as the lead character Ariel. Now, I for one am actually ecstatic that we have Holly Bailey playing um, Ariel. One, because I'm a personal Holly Bailey fan. She is one of the characters in a show that I watch that I really enjoy. Her and her twin are actually very great singers. She has an amazing voice and she is a great role model for children. Not only that, but I think she's really pretty and she'll fit the whole Disney princess theme. Um... The other thing, like, people are saying, oh, well, she doesn't even have red hair, so how can she play a character that has red hair? Um, first of all, hair dye is a thing. They sell it. You can get a nice bottle of hair dye, well, at least a rinse, which will stay in long enough for you to film a movie for, like, $4 at the beauty supply. So, if that's your argument, please sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Second... My other reason, besides me being a Holly Bailey fan, is the fact that I'm just happy that we are getting more representation for our young black girls. Because there are a lot of little girls who have low self-esteem or self-esteem issues regarding their skin color, their hair texture, and things of that nature because there isn't enough representation of people who look like them on the show. So, um... It's good for them to have someone to go see probably a movie that they enjoy or a show that they enjoy, a character that they enjoy, and see it as a person who might have the same skin tone as them or to see just to see another black person in a role that little girls dream about being. Because, yeah, we do have lots of positive role models for these girls, but to see things that they enjoy watching their 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 favorite characters being represented by a person who looks like them is something that I never had the chance of when I was a kid. All of the Disney princess movies I watched, except for the Cinderella remake with Brandy in it, all of those characters were 
white characters. Now, thankfully for me, though, my mom always made sure that I was having representation of myself in other ways, getting me black dolls, buying me black Barbies, all of those type of things. But when we see black people displayed on TV, generally, we're not seeing positive reinforcement when we see black female characters on the show. We're seeing females who are on drugs, who are the help, who are prostitutes, things of that nature. We're not seeing anything positive for people to, for young girls to look up to when they see those characters. But everyone says, oh, well, you guys got Princess Tiana, that's enough. But we have one black princess compared to eight or nine white princesses. There's like literally maybe three three people of color that are princesses. You have Mulan, Pocahontas, Princess Tiana. I may be missing one, but like literally you can count on one hand how many black or not black, but people of color princesses compared to the whole slew of white princesses and and things of that nature. So I'm happy that Disney did this. Now, I also have been seeing people say, well, Disney doesn't really care about black people. They're one of the most racist people, but they're only doing this because they want our money. Okay, well, even if that is their tactic, regardless, the positive impression that it's going to have on these young black girls to go and see a character that they enjoy and that they, they like as a black person, okay, fine, you can have my $10 that I paid to get into the movies if it means that my my little niece has a better self-image for it. So, that's that. Um, next topic. We have, um, everyone this week has been talking about, in the city of Detroit, there was a festival, not was, there is a festival called Afro Future, and they were making headlines because... They had tickets that they were selling and they were charging people of color half the price that they were charging non-people of color, i.e. white people. So everyone is saying, well, well, there's a mixed review. Some people are saying good. They deserve to pay more because why do they want to come and enjoy our festival when it's not for them? It's for us. And then you have the people who are saying it's divisive. It's racist. And if they did that to us, we would be mad. Crazy thing is, they have been doing things like that. Yeah, they might not be throwing festivals and making us pay twice as much, but they are getting bank loans and having lower interest rates than us. They are getting credit cards and having lower interest rates than us. They are getting car notes and leasing cars and having lower monthly payments than we are so what's one festival compared to all of those situations you know because the festival they can just not go if they don't want to if they don't like the price of it but when it comes to bank loans and car notes and credit cards those are things that kind of make society go go around you know now I'm not going to say that it's right for them to charge twice as much, but I can understand. 
you know, this is a festival that's meant to be for us to celebrate us to be about our culture. So if you want to come and enjoy our culture, then we need to have some sort of Mm, what's the word I want to say? We need to have some sort of... You need to pay something for it. Now, twice as much, maybe, maybe... Well, now they have it because there was so much backlash for the for the difference in price tickets. They have made the prices equal for all races and everybody. So, um, they did make it to where everyone's tickets are the same price. $10 for early bird tickets. $20 for the um, regular tickets, but they did make it to where it's recommended for non-people of color to um, give a donation. Now, one thing that I want to say is I don't think that this is something that all white people do, but I definitely feel like for a festival to be called Afro Future and for it to be about embracing black culture and for it to be about celebrating us, that it should be about us. There shouldn't be a making a big deal out of it because you're white and you want to feel included or you want to come so you can try to misappropriate our culture because there's definitely a difference between appreciating a culture and then just blatantly stealing it. Like, it's just certain things that, that I notice, like... They want to come be involved in our events. They want to come look at stuff and watch how we do things so they can take it, slap their name on it, and steal it. Like, even things as simple as certain things that we cook for ourselves. Like, I saw on a, they had a, a talk show where a woman was making it like this was some new revolutionary idea of making a fried bologna sandwich. And... It was so new and revolutionary, and everybody was just so excited to see it, not knowing that people in the hood have been eating those for years. Like, it's crazy. Or even, not even just black culture, but just the culture of people of color in general. Like, even now, I've seen, um, if anybody knows what elote is, it's the Mexican street corn. And they take it and they make it seem like it's something that's so innovative that they just thought of when it's something that's been used in a certain culture and has been cooked as a certain culture's snack or meal. And they just flip it and make it seem like it's something that they just came up with because they're so creative. So I can understand why we will want to make them pay more to come be immersed in our culture and be immersed in something that is for us, by us, to celebrate us because we don't get recognition anywhere else. So that is my opinion on that. I'm not going to say that it was right. But one thing that I am happy about regarding that whole situation is that the Afro Future, the group behind the festival, they were, in fact, doing it to build, not build, raise money for the community. And they definitely, um, I was looking into exactly what happened with them and why they changed the price back to normal for everyone and they did say that they met and exceeded their goal of how much money they were looking to raise for the community so that is definitely an upside to this and like I said you know everyone has their own opinion about it I can understand both sides you know 
we want you to pay to be immersed in our culture because we want it to be for black people. And also, they were saying how the reason why they did the price is because generally the um, social divide that is between black people and white people. So economically, it, they, were, they were balancing it that way. And it makes sense. And also at the same time, we always say that we want equality for everything. And then we can't have equality if we're still being divisive and doing things such as charging white people twice as much to come to a festival for us. But either way, they probably just come in and steal our culture anyways. So, um... The last thing that I want to talk about is everyone making a large deal about Little Nas X coming out as being gay. Now, I personally am still going to listen to Old Town Road, but that's like the only song I listened to by him. Apparently, he dropped a whole another album and I didn't even know it because I don't follow his personal life. But honestly, Old Town Road is one of my favorite songs because I think that the song is hilarious and it just makes me get in a good mood whenever I hear it. So I'm not going to stop listening to it just because he chooses to like people of the same gender because I'm not going to turn gay from listening to a song and I'm not going to all of a sudden want to be scissoring a girl. And that's the thing, like everybody's saying, oh man, I'm never going to listen to Old Town Road again because Lil Nas X is gay. First of all, Frank Ocean was gay for years and everybody loved Frank Ocean and they still love Frank Ocean. So that has nothing to do with it. I am going to say, though, that I think that there is a a large amount of homophobia that goes around in society. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't I don't encourage um, homophobia homosexuality that's the word I was looking for homosexuality but also I don't have anything against anyone who chooses to be gay like that that doesn't have anything to do with me I'm not gonna stop being a decent person to them I'm not gonna stop being friends with people who are gay and also I don't feel the need to disassociate myself with anything dealing with gay people just because I it's not contagious like you can't just hug a gay person and all of a sudden, oh shit, I want to go lick vagina. No, it does not work that way. And so mostly I see this type of behavior in, in men. They say, oh shit, he gay, I can't even fuck with it. But my thing is this, if you are straight and you know that you are comfortable in your sexuality, no matter what type of gay-tivities go on around you, you should not be tempted in the slightest. It's like, I don't do crack. So if you put me in a room full of crack, I'm not going to feel pressure to do the crack because I don't do crack. But if you put a crackhead in a room full of crack, maybe the crackhead would sweat a little bit and be like, oh, fuck, I'm so tempted to do this crack. So if all of these guys are saying, oh, I can't be around gay people because because he gay. Well, why why can't you be around him? Are you scared that you're going to become gay? Because then that leads me to believe that you probably already have some sort of gay thoughts in your head without anybody gay coming around you that's that's my opinion on that everyone has their own preference and honestly what people choose to do in their room behind closed doors doesn't have anything to do with me now if you choose to try to enforce your gay activities on me by trying to 
um, seduce me or anything like that, then I'm going to let you know, hey, that shit's not cool. Cut that shit the fuck out. But I'll be friends with gay people. I'll go out with gay people. I'll even go to a gay club with people. But that is not going to all of a sudden make me be gay. And sidebar, but while we are on the topic of homosexuality and it being acceptable, one thing that I do not like about the whole LGBTQRSTUV movement is that um, I don't like that they're trying to shove it down kids' throats. Now, I don't have anything against the whole people who say, well, you're born gay. That is very fine. If the kid is going to grow up and be gay, that is fine, and I don't really care. But I don't think that sexuality should be pushed onto children at all. There don't need to be homosexual characters in kids' cartoons. There doesn't need to be that type of stuff in cartoons or movies made for kids. There shouldn't be anything referencing that type of behavior or any type of sexuality for kids because kids are kids. They don't need to be thinking about anything like that. They just need to be kids. And then when they're older, they can make the decision of whether or not they want to be gay or whatever the case may be. But we don't need to put homosexuality, heterosexuality, or any type of sexuality onto children because that is not what children should be thinking about. That is, that is all as far as that goes. I just had to rant on that because it's really getting out of hand. Toy Story trying to have it, um... Every, every kid's movie or every kid's show now, it just seems like they're trying to incorporate that stuff to make it normalized. Which, you feel me, if you're going to put it in a show that's made for adults, okay, sure. But stop trying to push it on to children. Not saying that I think that children are going to become gay just because they see gay characters. But what I'm saying is, whatever the preference is, that type of conversation doesn't need to be brought up for five, six, seven-year-olds. They shouldn't be worried about who they're sexually attracted to, to, in my opinion, at least until high school. So that's, that's, that's a conversation for another time. Maybe I'll do an episode on that one of these days. But um, anywho, I'm going to wrap it up now. I'll catch you all next week. If y'all have any questions, any concerns about anything that I said, make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at Uncommon Knowledge Pod. Um, email me, UncommonKnowledgePod at gmail.com. And um, y'all can follow my main page too if y'all want to on Instagram, not.conceited. And yeah, y'all boys be smooth out here. I'll catch y'all next week.